Hello, welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. So I've been kind of on a roll lately and I think this truly is my diary. Dear diary, I feel like I should start the podcast episodes off with that. But um, I'm feeling really inspired to sort of document my divine masculine activation journey because it's very... interesting to pay attention to the divine masculine because it allows my divine feminine to free herself in ways she couldn't do on her own so my divine feminine I've been doing divine feminine work for years and I think I finally and I continue to do it daily it's second skin to me Um, ever since I sort of dove deep, deep, deep into astrology and intuitive and spiritual work, it's been sort of a nonstop path on this divine feminine interaction with the soul. And it's been, you know, this strengthening of intuition and, um, full expression of the emotional spectrum, heart-centered thinking, living and loving, um, allowing myself to be vulnerable without constantly justifying. Um, So all of those things. And I think in doing that, I've sort of freed up a healing with my divine masculine inner divine masculine that I never thought I would need to do. And it's given me a clear enough mirror to know that I need to do that work. Divine masculine activation and healing is really difficult for me because it forces me to look at why I associate my divine masculine with just the worst things in the world, predatory, violent, aggressive, unsafe, um, unreliable, weak, emotionally unavailable, et cetera, et cetera, patriarchal, abusive, just, just the worst things that I, I, um, associate men with and therefore my divine masculine with because we assign gender to energy now, but just for the sake of this episode um, and just for the sake of simplicity, I think my relationship with my divine masculine is very much, you know, so within, so without. I have such a distrust of men in my external waking life that it has to come from somewhere and it comes from a, a, a natural distrust of my own inner masculine. And the burnout that my inner masculine has gone through in the last 15 years. And probably actually my whole life. And how much the warrior mentality has really... Like I'm picturing my inner masculine just this shell of a person. Broken armor, broken teeth, losing hair. uh, just, Just so, so ragged. 
and not productive or useful or just on the brink of death, to be honest. And that really is reflected in the way that I think about men in my in the material world on earth. And as I kind of pay attention and nourish my inner masculine, it really, it, and the nourishment comes from, you know, a, a div- the divine feminine, the acceptance of the divine masculine as being a necessary part of me and admitting and understanding that to myself within and then out loud and here and this is kind of the platform that I've chosen but it could be anywhere if you're doing this work it could be in a journal it could be to a friend it could be to a therapist it could be to a mentor a teacher somebody that you love and trust and wants to see you do well and be in your fullest potential and has your best interest at heart this admission for me at least, has been some of the most difficult work I've done in my life. And what am I talking about? The admission that, first of all, that I have a divine masculine within me, just thirsty for love and attention and nourishment and to be put to work in a way that feeds him so he can feed my divine feminine. And so admitting that I have a divine masculine, admitting that he needs love, admitting that he needs understanding and listening to and attention, and then expanding from there and, and allowing that divine masculine to flourish and create these systems and structures to rewire my brain and the way that I think, you know, masculinity is and integrate the feminine to become this like holistic sort of person and yeah it's been really fucking difficult and I've hated a lot of it a lot of the work I've hated I've been resistant to it I've questioned who I am You know, if I like men, if I accept them as people, then who the fuck am I? Um, This has also questioned my feminism. What is feminism? I always say it's not man-hating, but it has become that for me. Because I've held so tightly the resentment and the hatred and the complete, just violent overlook of the masculine within myself so of course that's going to show up in the world right but as I've talked about in the last two episodes and I continue and I will continue to talk about this work is necessary and in order for me to heal my divine masculine within it's so important to forgive forgiveness is just you know at the core of pretty much everything that you want to get unstuck from and then expand out from. And it's a forgiveness that my divine masculine has been just asked to do the most unspeakable things and has held his head up high and has been there when he did not be there for himself. 
has been there for other people fighting every single day since the day he was born, since the day that I was born, fighting these battles for others, taking on grudges and resentments and hatred for others as identity markers for himself. And then not knowing and having this displaced anger and resentment towards himself and then not knowing where it comes from and then continues to fight on without being congratulated or addressed or understood from the outside world and from within. And it's his time to sort of flourish in a way that doesn't need him to be so violent and so stringent and so suppressed and repressed. And I think that's where you know, the issues lie where my masculine was really, really the driver of the show. My ego was really my shadow. My masculine shadow was really the driver of the show for so long that my feminine was um, drowning and could not express herself and be free and liberated and naturally and beautifully chaotic. And so I had to heal the feminine and all that went with it. And healing the feminine and doing that work set me free, but it also <sighs> limited me because I started to blame the masculine for everything. And I'm not just talking about the men in my life, but the masculine within. And you know, when you blame, you pull energy from one entity to another. That transfer of energy, that lopsidedness takes a toll and the physical toll was really clear for me I stopped exercising I stopped working out I stopped physically channeling I I wasn't able to make decisions that were logical and rational and my foundation was shaky and non-existent and all these things that you know that are inherently masculine among so many other things I was not able to do And it just felt like a chore. And a lot of people think self-care is feminine. And it is to a certain extent. But there's a lot of things that fall under the umbrella of self-care that are also inherently masculine. And I think physically pushing yourself and um, doing really mobile heavy things is very masculine. And creating a foundation that is based on sound, logic, and rationale and able to give safety and context so the feminine can thrive that that is inherently masculine again let's not put gender on these energies because that would be limiting them and doing them a disservice and therefore doing you and your soul a disservice because we all have masculine and feminine energies each and every one of us regardless of how you identify so the healing of a masculine energy, the healing of a divine masculine is so potent. It's so all-encompassing in the best way possible. And so the reason kind of that sparked this episode was I was having some issues today of letting go, of unclinging, of self-worth. And I talked about it yesterday. I talked about it the day before. Um... 
when you're in a relationship and a romantic interaction, whatever it is, especially in the beginning, when you take sex off the table, when you take this really intimate physical part off the table, for me, that means just, you know, rattling off a list of reasons why I'm worthy aside from being like sexually objectified. These are all the other reasons why you should stick around and why you should love me, why I'm, why I'm worthy of this relationship. So when you put that list away, because it's disgusting and, and patriarchy always teaches women that, you know, if you're not sexual currency, then what are you? So we have to have that list in our back pockets at all times, raring to go. When we feel like we're not ready to sexually merge with another person, we have to give them all the reasons why not and then hope and pray that they accept it and understand it. And if not, we have to give over our bodies anyway, regardless of how ready we think we are or aren't. So once you unconditioned to put that list away and silence the mind and silence this feminine chaotic energy that wants to just, you know, justify and fix and mend, then you kind of run into this anxiety. Because again, it's a journey and it's not just an overnight thing. You run, you run into the anxiety and you cling. Anxiety makes you cling. Anxiety makes you say to yourself, well, I have to stick to this person. I have to stick to this feeling. I have to stick to this situation, this job, this family member, whatever, because if I don't, then who am I? What am I? I'm nothing. And I'll be alone, I'll die alone, I'll die penniless, I'll die unloved, all of that stuff, you know, patriarchy shit. And so you cling. And we all know, if you're listening to this episode or if you are a subscriber of this podcast, first of all, thank you. But if you are and you're listening, you know that whenever you cling to something that especially is not meant for you, where does it go? It dissolves in your hand like quicksand. And so you're left with, okay, well, if everything that you're clinging to is gone, what are you then? And it challenges you. And either you perish, or if you're listening to this episode, you are still alive. Congratulations, you made it. You've walked through that anxiety tooth and nail, fought that anxiety tooth and nail, dragged by your fingernails tooth and nail. But how do we get through that anxiety without actually feeling it? How do we just not cling? And so doing the masculine work, the divine masculine work, I was having an issue today where, you know, I took a break with, like today I didn't have a lot of interaction with people and a certain person and I just was doing my own thing and I actually got a lot done and that person also got a lot done and I had a moment in the middle of the day was like, oh, wow, I haven't messaged this person. This person hasn't messaged me. I hope they didn't forget about me. I hope they didn't just like, I hope they, they don't lose interest. And that was my, you know, clinging. That was like the remnants of the cling. And that's okay because it's normal, especially with an un, like with, with, you know, trauma and badly um, malnourished attachment styles, we are scared of abandonment. We are scared of people leaving us. 
That's where the clinging comes from because if people leave us and that means we're alone and we're not worthy of people staying and we will die alone and everything will be bad. So I had that moment and I'm like, okay. You know, people say like when you're in a relationship, when you're open to being with somebody, when you're in a romantic interaction, don't be afraid to go first. Don't be afraid to call first. Don't be afraid to text first. Don't be afraid to, you know, express your feelings first. Well, I challenge you and say, I love that. I'm a proponent of that being, you know, my Mars and my natal chart is exalted in Capricorn. I have a very strong Mars. And so moving forward, moving ahead, being direct, all that stuff is very natural for me. Again, malnourishing my divine masculine is actually not natural for me. I, it took a lot of life beating me and abusing me down to actually completely abandon my inner masculine. And my inner masculine from an astrological point of view is so strong, so potent, so prevalent, and so important. It isn't everybody, especially for me though, because my masculine center is exalted. It's on its throne. I have such a strong masculine undertone that to completely ignore it and abandon it and then hate it and resent it that's like self-harm. And I don't use that word lightly. So trigger warning. That's like, that's death. So of course I was struggling in my life. Of course. You know, of course I never, I never got what I needed ever. <laughs> course anyways I digress so I had that moment in the day like oh they're gonna lose interest blah 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 and then I I said to myself okay where is this feeling coming from where's the feeling of you wanting to text them coming from is it coming from a fun light-hearted feminine sensual healthy you you I saw something it reminded me of you place or is it come from, coming from a desperate, clingy, anxiety-filled, I hope they don't forget about me and I have to bombard them with messages and therefore expend energy that actually doesn't belong to them and therefore overwhelm them and myself, place. Spoiler alert, it's the second one. So when you do divine masculine energy work and activation work, it allows, it gives you the clarity of mind to think like that, to not be ruled by your emotions, to not be ruled by nostalgia and by past relationships, by the ghosts of relationships past. It allows you to be in the moment and not fixate but really rationally think about things and not in an overthinking way, but in a let me check myself way, let me be mindful way. And that for me is, I know that I'm on the right path with healing this inner masculine. 
I know that I have a lot to do and I know that my path is long, but I know that I'm on the right one. I know that the road is going to be riddled with challenges, tests bigger and smaller than this. And I've, I've seen them. The past three days, as Mars gets ready to go retrograde, it's kind of entering its shadow. I've seen it. I've, I've broken my masculine down to the point where I had to deconstruct like men <laughs> and an entire gender that I completely, you know, disregarded. This doesn't take away from the horrors that the feminine has experienced at the hands of masculines. It doesn't take away any of that. It doesn't disregard it. It doesn't disenfranchise it. It doesn't minimize it. And I know that being a feminine energy first. And my feminine energy will always tell me now that she's, you know, on this road to healing and kind of further along she will tell me when that doesn't feel good when the masculine doesn't feel good for example when a feminine takes sex off the table in a relationship it's not because she doesn't want to be seen as a whore or easy or whatever the patriarchy drums up as reasoning no it's underlying reason why sex is interesting and sort of off the table for some feminines aka me is because the feminine needs healing and usually the healing is of a sexual wound and so when sex and and that wound is big and in and large and in charge and taking the time to recognizing that recognize that is really healing your feminine energy and then giving yourself the space and the time and also the the allowance of having boundaries is where the masculine shines i think and can really guide the feminine to a place where she can be free. I, I see the feminine energy just running through fields, right? Creating and loving, naked, magic, just, you know, thriving in all her fucking glory. And so that's just a little tangent off that. But, um, yeah, the, the masculine energy work, the divine masculine activation healing that I've been doing has really taught me the beauty of embracing my own masculine tendencies and for forgiving my masculine and also apologizing to my masculine for horrors that it's faced that he's faced in his life and what he had to do because he was told to suck it up and move forward and I hate that I hate that for him 
And as I heal, the masculine, the feminine can come and heal that masculine and can nourish that masculine, can express emotion and love for that masculine and see the masculine as he is. This divine energy that is just needing all the love, all the patience, all the understanding, and all the attention to do his work, to serve the feminine. This was a longer episode than I thought it would be, but it just sort of, the anxiety that I was feeling in the middle of the day was just sort of sparked. And I'm like, okay, how can I turn this into like a lesson? How can I turn this into art? How can I turn this into something that makes sense for me and maybe one other person out there? I don't know who's listening to this. Nobody probably. Again, I know I say that a lot, but you know, thank you to whoever listens. (laughs) 